I'd like to introduce our speaker for today, Amy B. Thank you so much um, for this opportunity to do service. Thank you um, to Nancy for asking me to speak today. Thank you to um, Christine and Rob for your service and for everybody else being here. My name is Amy B. I am a compulsive overeater living very gratefully and happily in a recovered state today. Um, I'm going to qualify just to show you that I, um, that I belong in these rooms with all of you. I'm gonna share my screen and some photo, photos. Um, so this is not even me at my biggest, but I felt like you could see, and I don't have a lot of great photos because I would hide from cameras or I would delete them or I would make sure that they didn't exist or I'd be behind somebody. Um, but I feel like these really show like the hallmark morbid obesity, like the round body shape, the, I mean, it was my, I just was everywhere big. The photo at the bottom was at a friend's, a friend was having a baby. And um, it was really one of the only things that was like a clear photo of me. And again, I was not even at my biggest. The, this next slide, this is as close to my biggest as I think I have on, on film. Um, of course, in the center, I'm in charge of the birthday cake, even though it was not my birthday. Um, but everybody knew that I would get the best cake. Don't, and they were not wrong. Um, I just, you can see in my hand, you can see in my face, you can see in my overall shape um, that that was, you know, just completely in a physical state of, of powerlessness. My disease also expressed itself like this as well though, because I um, am an addict. I'm an addict, so I don't do anything in a small way. And when I would get sick of myself or so desperate or the pain became too much, um, I would restrict and overexercise. And um, don't you believe I have plenty of photos from this time. The, the photo on the right, I'm running a half marathon, a half, like I, I hate to run, I hate to but I could torture myself and I'll tell you, I believe that I deserved it. Loved this comparison, these passport photos. I'm seven years older and the one on the right. I, I again, like, look, look, look at me, look what I did. In this polka dot dress where I really thought I had it. I thought I had it. I had lost half my body weight. I had, been, I had had skin removal surgery. I had had been in, in a national magazine with a feature story about, I thought I had it. I really thought I had it. Um, and then this is what came next, which is the day that I walked into the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous. I went from this polka dot dress right back, right back because I'm an addict and I didn't have a solution. What I had was a, a, an eating and exercise plan and, and self-hatred. So this graph represents the 25 years of my life before I walked into the rooms of OA. I have gained and lost over hundred pounds, not once, not twice, not three times, but this is the fourth time. 
because I am an addict of the type described in this book. And this is where I'm going to switch over to the literature portion of the meeting. And I want to like um, just close off the qualification by saying that since I have been in the rooms, I can fit into that polka dot dress again. I've lost, um, I'm 120 pounds down in the rooms, 150 for my overall highest weight ever. Um, and that's just the physical recovery. Um, and it is, so, so that graph, that up and down um, represents a powerless and unmanageable life. And of course that's a reference step one. Um, admitted that we were powerless over food and our lives had become unmanageable. And um, it was my, it, I'm just gonna take a side note for one second and say that it was my therapist who sent me into OA because my, I, I, and I went to see my therapist because my life was falling apart, not because of my weight. And it was like one of those, oh, and by the way, I've recently gained like over a hundred pounds again. And I can't believe I have to do this again. And she said to me, oh, oh, you need OA. Oh, you need, you need Overeaters Anonymous. Like we'll work on the other stuff. So the way that that's relevant to step one in that graph is it says, I'm powerless over food and my life has become unmanageable. Not my weight has become unmanageable. Not my closet or wardrobe has become unmanageable, but my life had become unmanageable. And, and I commented on the weight as a side piece. And when I qualify, I say, oh, and by the way, my weight is down. But the truth is, is that my outsides eventually have to reflect my insides. Like if I am still sick inside, it's going to come out outside. And when I became healed inside, that that was when that was able to come out. So this book, I am an alcoholic in the food of the type described in this book. And this book, though it has a cover on it, is the um, big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And it's actually, I recently just got a new one because the first one that I had was just like completely covered in flags and notes. And I decided it was time for a new experience. And I will tell you when I came into the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous, I did not like the big book. I really rejected it. I did not like the language. I did not like the time period. I did not feel like it represented me or my point of view with regards to spirituality, with regards to um, uh, behaviors that were described there. I just didn't think that it was for me. And um, I, I, in the beginning in the rooms, I ended up having um, abstinence with group support and I did take off, you know, some of the weight, um, but I was still bumping up against things. Um, and there are a couple of things I wanna pull out um, from the book that were important to me. Um, first of all, in the doctor's opinion, where it talks about the effect and the phenomenon of craving and this distinct class of which I am among because there is, was so much shame in the way that I lived my life that um, I thought that I was, I was broken and wrong. Um, and in reality, I, I'm a distinct class who needs a spiritual solution so that um, uh, so that so that I can so that I can have this design for living that really works. Um, so in the doctor's opinion where it speaks about um, 
the phenomenon of craving these allergic types can never safely use in any form. All of this stuff in the doctor's opinion tells me right away, Amy, you are not a person who is who who can be moderate around my alcoholic foods and alcoholic behaviors. I cannot be gentle with myself about um, staying entirely abstinent. And it says in this book um, at the bottom of XXX, where it talks about we, all of these and many others have one symptom in common. They cannot start. They cannot start imbibing our alcoholic foods without developing the phenomenon of craving. The manifestation of an allergy that differentiates people sets them apart as a distinct entity. It has never been by any treatment with which we are familiar permanently eradicated. That's the allergy. The allergy cannot, there is no treatment. There is no cure for the allergy. The only relief we have to suggest is entire abstinence. The word relief there spoke to me spoke to my soul because a life beyond my wildest dreams wasn't anything that I even could imagine imagining. But the idea that maybe I could get a little relief from the pain of like always bumping up against life. And that now I wanna skip ahead to, um, uh, all right, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling led to skip ahead to how it works um, right after where it talks about um, the 12 step where it lists the 12 steps on page 60, where it says, um, you know, okay, so in the middle of page 60, those ABCs, those qualifiers, like, why do I need to read this book? Why do I need the program of recovery outlined in this book? I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not an, you know, a businessman from 1930, whatever, who has a specific religion or a specific, like, So our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic and the personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. One, that I'm an addict. I cannot manage my own life. I not know. I can't manage. Thank you, John. Not I can't manage my own food. Not I can't manage my own body size. Not that I can manage my own exercise addiction or opposite complete sedentary inability to function. So that I'm an addict and I can't, I just can't, it doesn't matter why, I just can't manage my life. And that no human power could cure it. I had tried everything. You saw that graph. I lost over hundred pounds a bunch of times. They did a story on me. I was, I've been a success. I know how to lose weight. I know, you can't tell me that there was anything I did, anything human power could have provided, I did. It did not cure me. And that God could and would if sought. And I'll, I'll take a moment here and just say for me, the thing that I said to my therapist and that one of the things that kept me out of this amazing piece of literature that has the solution was she said to me, you need OA. And I said, look, I'll try anything, but I'm gonna have a problem with the God thing. And she said, all right, whatever, go ahead. You know, just have, go ahead. And my higher power has evolved and I don't have time to get into it, but take my number, let's have an outreach call. I would love to speak about it. What I will say is that that was one of the barriers for me to this program, to this recovery, to this book was the God thing. And just skipping ahead a little bit um, to my how I currently understand and engage with a higher power with God is that 
left to my own devices, what it says here at the bottom of page 60, the first requirement is that we be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. At that basis, we are almost always in collision with something or somebody, even though our motives are good. So that's the thing. When I do it my way, I just keep bumping up against life, even though I'm like, I just want to be helpful. I just want to fix things. I just want everybody to be okay. My motives are good. And yet I keep bumping up against everything and everyone. And the reason, the other barrier that I had, I'm watching the time. The only other barrier that I had was that word defect because again, just felt like I was wrong. There was something wrong with me. So in tying those two things together, I, I learned through working with others in this program, which is key, which is so key, that um, the word defect is a noun that means imperfection or lack, but defect is also a verb, which means to move away from one's home country or cause. So if I am meant to be loving, and honest and unselfish, then when I am exercising my own will, my fear, my intolerance, my, my anger, all of that, I'm moving in the wrong direction. So my higher power, my God, is that I need guidance on direction. G-O-D, guidance on direction. When I'm in my defects, I'm moving in the wrong direction. It's not that I'm broken. It's that I have a physical allergy and a mental twist. And without direction, I'm lost. I was lost. This book, the 12 steps in this book and working them with, with honesty and humility and imperfection. Oh my goodness. And here again on this page 60, after you hear all the 12 steps, and I'll tell you, I sat in that room and saw the 12 steps on the wall and was like, man, I don't know, man, I don't know if I'm going to, whatever. <clears throat> and it addresses that. It knows. Many of us exclaimed, what an order. I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. And that's an instruction too. This book is an instruction manual and do not be discouraged is an instruction also. No one, no, no one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. We're willing to move in that direction. The principles we have set down are guides to progress. And again, progress is another one of those words that's both a noun and a verb. We make progress, but we also progress. Um, and we claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. We just try to move in a better direction towards those divine ideals. And uh, I see that that's my time. I uh, thank you so much for allowing me to do service today and to talk about our common solution that's here in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Thank you so much. I pass.